Yeah, so we're doing the farmers oh, markets. The wholesale. Right. So we're doing the farmers markets and then I was still running my other company. We we're talking about we we're st and at this point we we're still talking about doing the cafe. That was still a plan. Small seed was never a business that we intended to create full time no. or grow. I was still working at the restaurant and for and, I was yeah, still I know. for like my startup and the restaurant and doing this. Right. That was never that was never the intent. Um so then Holly got her first wholesale account. Um, two things actually happened from my point of view. We were making all of our bars at the old kitchen. And back in the day, we used to bake. We had two raw, quote unquote, raw bars, but they were actually just no bake bars. <laughs> but we called them raw because we didn't know what we were talking about. Um, and then we had two baked bars. And I overbaked the brownie bar once. And I was like, well, this is dumb. And I put it in the fridge to cool down and I forgot about it and I left it there. And I went in the next day and my employees were like, oh, can we eat some of that cake? And I'm like, cake? I don't have any cake. I don't eat cake. Like I legitimately don't eat cake. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, the tray that's in the fridge. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, you can have that. I like overcooked it. I'm not going to use it. They ate it and they literally told me like, this is really good. This is amazing. And I'm like, huh? Like my employees were so unhealthy, which is funny because they made healthy food. Um, but most people in the restaurant, so most people in the restaurant are not healthy. They're all either alcoholics, not my, not necessarily my team because I don't really promote that, but like they all drink a ton of soda. They all eat chips. Like they basically outside of chips and soda and some like fast food, like some like Chinese food sometimes oh, no. and like stuff like that. Like they don't actually, I've never seen them eat anything healthy. Uh, other than our food there. Yeah. Um, so that happened and I was like, huh, that's that's pretty wild in my mind. Like I was like, this this is this is a big deal. Because originally like our idea was like, we're just going to pitch this and sell this to healthy people. Right, exactly. <laughs> who like healthy right. food because that's who our audience is. Because that's oh, who we were. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. And then, and then Holly got her first wholesale account. Literally, it was a gym. Um... I don't, I don't remember the avenue in which you got it. I know. What, okay, this is what I feel like happened. I'll say this because I do think people wonder how to go about, like you're saying, I want to have this, you want to have like the steps in it. So I think at the time I was like, I had been talking to somebody else at the farmer's market who was like asking me like, oh, have you ever thought of like, like these are protein bars they are really healthy. They're really good. I use them after my workout because we would all trade like products and stuff. Right. So like I use them after my workouts. Like, have you ever thought about like getting into gyms or like, what about like with a smoothie? Like, I feel like this would be really good with a smoothie. Was or, it the mush people? I don't know if it was the mush people. Cause they sold there. I know they did. It was, it wasn't that they said specifically that it wasn't that they said specifically fit. They just were questioning. Have you ever oh, thought oh, about right. selling these at gym? Because I use these after I work out and they're right. really good after I work out. And I'm like, well, that's one of the things we use them for too, is after our workout, like rather than a shake. Now we drink, we eat a small seed bar. Like, and so I was like, no, I hadn't thought about that. But then that person like planted that thought in my head. And I was like, well, what the heck? Like, what, what do I need to get into those places? So I started compiling a list of literally every gym in San Diego by, categorized by the neighborhood. Because in San Diego, it's like, you know, like we've kind of been talking about this. But like, yeah. yeah. So it's like a massively large swab of land. And yeah. then 
within that, there's like these smaller neighborhoods that are broken down. Yeah. So I started creating like an entire list, contact information, email, phone number, who the, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me guys, sorry, <laughs> who the managers were, who the purchasing managers were, tried to get as much information as I could. Then I looked at each specific like place and wrote them a personalized email of like mm. blah, 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 whatever. Like very personalized, not like these. Where people go wrong is they fucking make a format and they just mass send them out. And it it's so clear that you haven't done any research. That, like, right. you this could be for a juice bar or a fucking yoga studio. This is going to be our next podcast, guys. So okay, we yeah, won't dive so, too deep into yeah. this. But this is going to be why relationships are important. So anyway, so I did, like, a shit ton of research for each specific place. Wrote them personalized emails with the person's name in it. If I could find information about the person, I tried to write shit about the person, too. <laughs> like, I went in on these emails. It took me a really long time, and one person reached back. Like, not one person. I had a couple people reach back. A couple. So gyms are weird because our bars were refrigerated, and this is still our problem. Mm-hmm. Is they were like, love it, love the concept, come in, let me try them, and then essentially they were not like, not a problem. Hey, it's a challenge. Yeah, they were like, we can't. We like love what you're doing. You're super sweet. We would love to help you. We can't house them here, but what we can do for you is you can come and demo yeah, and right. like give out samples and sell your bars that day at our like for those hours or whatever at the gym. Then like if that's helpful for you, we'll do that. Which, uh, which is which is helpful. A lot of locations did that first, right. and it was yeah, and it was really helpful, and that was super nice because they didn't need to do that at yeah, all. They like, didn't ask for anything. They didn't they ask, ask for a portion nothing. of sales. They nothing. didn't ask for like. Yeah. <laughs> they literally space. said like we like the concept. We like you. We would like to help you, but this is the only way we can help you. Which is huge because, like, previous to that, we had to pay for farmer's market space. So, anyway, back to, I'm assuming Fit was one of the places you got to demo at. Yes. So, Fit actually, the girl from Fit, so they had four locations at the time. Four? Four. Four locations at the time. One up in, um, what is it called? Carlsbad? No. Oh, some weird place really far north. So, Cows no, Mountain? No, 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 no. Okay, anyways. <laughs> sorry. It has nothing. It's not. It's completely irrelevant. It's far. Anyways, Salona Beach. That's where it was. That was the, that was the first oh, location Solana. I got. Yeah. Salona's um, really nice. Yeah, it's a super nice, really, like, people up there have a lot of money. Most, a lot of doctors <laughs> live up there. Yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, yeah, lawyers, doctors, just a lot of money up there. Anyway, so she... She said, come up, like, let's talk more, bring samples of your bars so we can talk business. And I was like, literally, these were still our farmer's market bars, guys. We didn't have any SKUs. We didn't have any... This uh, is really important. This is why This is why I wanted to talk about this specifically, because they they were still hand-packaged. And so it was the bar. And if you just watched the reel, well, this is going to be weeks later, but if yeah. you watched the reel, it was... It was the bar with the wrapped around wax paper, wrapped around butcher paper with a small circle sticker holding the butcher paper together yes. that said from a small seed. Yes. That's it. That's all it was. And no nutritional facts, <laughs> no barcode, no weight information, literally just Nothing. boom, just that. Not so anyway, so that was our product. Go. So I went up there and I was, I kind of like, I kind of told her on the phone that I didn't have any of that stuff. And she was like, hey, bring it up. I want to try them before we even talk anymore. Brought, came up with that, that fucking, that, that bar with just a sticker on it. 
gave them to her. She tried them right on the spot, gave them to a couple of the other people at the front desk on the spot. They all really liked them. They said they're really good. She's like, here's what I'm going to tell you what we're going to need for you to get before we can like actually consider bringing them in here. She's like, you need to have the nutritional information on it. You need to have the ingredients on it. And you need to have some way for us to basically like um, display them because we didn't even have cases at the time. We had nothing. We had nothing. So like, okay, I can do all of that in a, give me two. I think I said like, give me, I think I can get all that done in a week or two weeks or something. So we had to order the stickers and stuff. I literally like went on Canva or something, created these like bullshit labels, tried to make them look good. Like <laughs> tried to do, had a bunch of, if anybody knows me, had a bunch of spelling errors on it. Like had Shane check it, whatever sent them out as quickly as possible because I was like I don't want to lose this opportunity I didn't want her to be waiting around too long and then be like wait who are you again or whatever so it was like trying to get it all done as fast as possible came back like two weeks later maybe like 10 days later and was like okay with the new product which was still the butcher paper but now we had also gone out to Party City and bought just plain white boxes do you remember this plain white boxes that we put our bars in for a case because like, we couldn't spend the money to get cases because we didn't have, like... We did the, eventually. We did eventually. This was once we were in all four locations. You know, for right. the longest time, we just had those little yeah, boxes little white from Party ones, City. Yeah. yeah. And it was literally a bread box, guys. That's what it was. I don't know what it was. A, yeah, bread, was like, a bread box. Okay, it was a bread box, apparently. So, if anybody knows what that is. But it fit, like, 10 or 12 bars or something stacked on top of each other. On really top ugly. of each other. Like, it wasn't a display where you could see the front. It was like you had to look down into a box <laughs> to see the bars. <laughs> so went there with that, and she was like, I think, like, also they were all, like, we like Their you. Their communities. And, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We like you, and we want to help support. And this is the, this is what we're going to talk about, about relationships yeah. and, like, presenting yourself and stuff like that. Is they were like, we, like, we want to help you, and, like, we're willing to work with you. And so... And so, started selling there, started, she actually let me come in before she had actually, before I had gotten the, like that, when I had gotten all the stickers and stuff, because she didn't actually say yes, she was like, get all that and then we'll talk. But in that time when I was getting it, Remember the pool party? Huh? It was like a, they had like a summer party. Yeah. And that was, I think that was our intro in one of the, in one of them. Because I remember going there, we didn't sell there yet. That was, um, that That was in Solano, that was... That was Carl's the other bad. one. Yeah, that was yeah. Carl's bad. Um, yeah. And so she was like, come in and demo and let's just even see if our community likes these. Mm-hmm. Went in and demoed, had like a really good demo, had really good feedback. People talked to her, said they liked them, they would buy them if they were there. So then came back with the new product, with the new labels, the boxes, whatever. We made it work. She was like, all right, perfect, cute, cool. We'll get four cases. <laughs> we'll get one of each flavor. I'm right. pretty sure they only got one of each flavor. Yeah. We'll get one of each flavor and see how they sell. So we did, so we did that. We started selling there and then I think she might have suggested because her community really liked them and she was like, we, we have like Fit has three other sister locations. I, I can give you the buyer's information and you can go talk to them. So she like kind of gave me the in of like going to talk to these other people. Same thing happened where they're like, why don't you come in and demo See if our community likes them. I think they're good. I think they're a great idea. If they're selling in Solana, sounds good. Whatever. Came in, demoed. People liked them, and got into those four locations shortly after. Right. Or and, those three other locations yeah. shortly. And after. I think for me, that was the 
the pivot point to be like, oh, this can become a real company. That was like the shift in my mind. And I and I shortly there left it was a long time coming, but I shortly there left my previous company and helped Holly a lot more. And at that point, that's when we filed an LLC. Yes. Um, that's when we got the cases. And just so everyone knows, businesses do not make money in the beginning. I I did like a rough math and from like the start to the trip to North Carolina, it was around twenty grand. Expenditure, guys. It took twenty grand to start our company. Just so everyone knows. To start a company and to stay in the negative. Mm-hmm. So just so people like have an idea. And this was like super grassroots. And that's the thing. I feel like we said this in last in the last week's episode. Um, but you don't need to like like I said, we went to freaking party sitting and got boxes. Like well, you saying, don't need to be it accumulated to that event. No, but I'm saying like right. don't spend money on dumb things. Don't go right. fucking get cases. When you, A, don't don't even know if you have the account. Yeah, you don't even know if you have the account. B, you don't, like, you don't need that yet. Like, it's, like, especially if the account is cool with you not having it. Here's here's a great way to know if your product is phenomenal and if you are (laughs) capable of selling it. If you look as illegitimate (laughs) as possible and people still support you, you have massive potential. Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth. Like, if you're a person who's like, I need to go make sure I look like all these brands you see in stores, your product's probably shit and you're a bad salesperson. Or you just like, you, you think that's what you have to do. Yeah. But that's not true. Exactly. You can get really far to prove to yourself that this is going to be a worthy investment by doing it the way we just described. Exactly. Super organic. With Work with what you can. Like, and I feel like... Wait, what time is it? Go. I don't want to go. Okay, so. Just go. Stop worrying about time. No, I was just going to say, I know we want to talk about like allocating um, resources. Resources. Yeah, we're going to get, I think once, so, so this is the beginning, but once we so fast yeah, forward so to once MC, we it's going to be different. Maybe once we got our second or third wholesale account, we were like, let's file for an LLC because that's actually when Shane and I started talking about, okay, what if like. This what is if the we put this? Yeah, like what if we put this first, and like we put the cafe on pause, and like we started focusing on this? Like, could we make this work? Could this be a successful business and essentially be seed money for our for the cafe? Right. Which at the time we're still like super focused on the cafe. I still wanted. I've to do. always considered small seed to be seed money. Yes. Like to it's, to build the bigger, bigger vision. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, so then we filed, and we did it like the. Easiest, cheapest way possible through like who do we do it through? Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom. Yeah. Through Legal Zoom, you fill out like I don't know a file. Be they basically do all of it for yes. you. You just pay them a flat fee, and you fill out a, a little bit of information. Yeah, a tiny bit of information. They do it all. They send you your ERN. You only have to do it annually. Mm-hmm. Done. The end. Yeah, you pay for it once a year. You right. Have to have, that's it. And with them too, you have to have insurance. Obviously, of course. So you'd have when you that, become you'd have that when you're selling, yeah, you have to have insurance. Whether you're selling at farmers markets or you're selling, unless you are uh, an online based company and are okay operating the gray area, which you can do for a really long time, guys. You do. You have to have insurance, especially a consumable. Now, if you're a clothing brand, I sincerely doubt you need insurance. Yeah, exactly. No, something that you're eating. Yeah, food insurance. Definitely. 100%. Something that's going to have an allergic reaction to. Anything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, or yeah, like a beauty product or anything. Okay, anyways. So, that's when we did our LLC. And then we just kept basically focusing on like getting into the bigger farmer's markets right. and growing out our... Yeah, six. 
Yeah, I think at the or yeah five five. So was, yeah, I had two days off that I would make the bars on those two days. Yeah, but then I started making them. Remember when I was like towards the end, I was just making them. Yeah, I think them? it was still five days. Was it still so. five? Okay. A re- so when I got my fourth farmer's market account, because it was obviously once a week you do it, so it was, those are four working days. I quit, or I left. I didn't quit. I left the restaurant, and I had stopped working. With that was the that was around. That was like that was. I was. That was when we, working with Call Me Beautiful. That was. Maybe, I, but I don't think you, I don't think you were, but, um, or you were super, super part-time, Yeah. but that was when we decided that this is going to be our main focus. Yes. Yes. Right. It was like, okay, we're, we're not making money, but we're kind of making, a, we're not, I'm making, I'm making enough money to pay for the ingredients that I need the next week. That's what, that's the kind of money we were making. Cause at the time we were still. Right. Running pretty small. Yeah, yeah. You're, you were, yeah, you could buy, you could buy the ingredients. So we're basically covering food costs. We weren't covering overhead. Yeah. We weren't covering like the investments we had to make into packaging. Exactly. No. Pop up. I'm just talking, we were. Artwork. We weren't, yeah. So we had, we had that discussion of like, okay, this could be a real business. Do we, do we want to put the energy and time into making this a real business? What does that look like for the two of us, like working to get, like actually working together? Because at the time it was mostly just me and Shane was really like making them, and that was essentially right. it. It was like, I just helped Holly when she needed the mm-hmm. help. Yeah, and sometimes you come to the farmers market if like you were around that day, which is very rare. Right, or if it was a busy market and you really like asked. I remember you asked me to come to uh, OB. OB a few times. Yeah, yeah. I did because yeah, that overwhelmed me. Right, but like so. Oh, what was I just saying? I don't know. Okay, so anyways, so we talked about... <laughs> so then we... Yeah, we filed for our LLC, did all that, and then around that time, though, is when I found out I was pregnant with Opal. Right. And shortly, shortly right after that. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, all right, do we want to stay in San Diego? Especially if we want to grow this out as a CPG company and we no longer... We still love the farmers markets and we're doing the farmers markets, but we're like, if we want to focus on wholesale and not necessarily focus on getting into the right. Little Italy farmers market, which yeah. was like our main. So goal then, before. so then our business <laughs> model changed. Before. So we decided that we're going to leave California, and because we didn't want to, I did not want to raise a baby there. Number one, and then owning a company in California is really hard and expensive. And expensive, yeah, very expensive. So that's what I meant by hard. Oh yeah. Um, and then, so, and then our business model changed. We're like, oh, we're going to, retail is like way better. It's not, when you're at a farmer's market, you have to be there for eight hours a day, roughly. Let's just say eight hours mm-hmm. with travel time and stuff. When you're at a retail store, you mostly have to worry about the few times you have to demo and then creating the product. So it's and a much better, yeah. it's a much, yeah, building the brand marketing. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a, you have to do that even if you're at farmer's markets. Um, but like, it's a much, it's a much better return on our time. Ooh, I want to go back real quick also. At the time, were we selling online? The answer is, I did build out a website at some point in between getting our first farmer's market and like during that time of getting into farmer's markets, I built out a website at some point in time. I don't know when exactly it was, but just super simple Wix, like $20 a month website. That probably looked like shit. I don't even know how it looked, but (laughs) not just kidding. People would say it looked all right. So... Built out a website, and then we had friends back from Massachusetts asking if we could, like, set them bars and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, 
well, why don't we just like make this an or Shane actually was like, why don't you just because that's sell what them. I did. That yeah. was my experience. He was like, why don't you just sell them online and then you're not keeping yourself limited to just like the people at the farmers markets. We'll be able to send them nationwide and like people you know find us through Instagram and stuff like that through Facebook. I was like, okay, cool, we'll do it. Shane had like the experience in ship cold chain shipping and yeah cold and at this time our birds had to be refrigerated. Literally, they it, could not. They would melt. They would yeah. still. So like we packed them in a a fully insulated box with gel yeah. packs and dry ice. Shipped them two days and they would still arrive to whoever they shipped to with the nut butter bleeding out. Yes, it's because because we didn't have the right packaging. Yes, we didn't have the right packaging, and. We were still a young company. Yeah, you're learning. You're learning. Thankfully, everyone who we shipped them to were essentially like they were our cool. friends and family. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, we did do online. We, the easiest way we ended I don't know. I think Shane knew it was USPS two-day mail was the cheap. Maybe you did research or something. Uh-huh. Was the cheapest way to send them. We use the flat rate, the flat rate priority mailboxes, which if you get our bars, you know, we still use those. Um, USPS is probably like the most friendly or small business friendly. Um, quick shipping. Quick, sh- yeah. Like yeah. if you need two day shipping, that for for the prices. Right. So you can do the priority mailing box. They provide you the boxes, which is an expense <laughs> you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, they'll get them there like two to three days. I'll give you. Even fucking up a little bit lately, but yeah, yeah, they're still. They're, now it's like four to five days, but thankfully our product's pretty good. Just to give you guys an example, not only do you have to buy your own box when you ship with FedEx or UPS, to ship nation to ship the farthest way across the country. So for me to ship to California, it would take right now for our size of package $80 to ship one box of small seed bars to California, two-day air. Yes. Now, USPS sucks right now, but before... To get to ship a medium flat rate from here to California, fourteen dollars. Like that's and they give you the box for free. Just so like people, that's huge because I think a lot of people just when it comes to like allocating resources, they're like, oh, I need to have a distinguished box. I need to have yeah. it custom branded. Exactly. I need to have this tape. I need to look so phenomenal and amazing. And then, but you could literally save five six dollars on handling costs. And use a flat rate shipper, but then also, if you spend the extra six, seven, eight dollars on a box, then you can't ship it flat rate. You have to ship it their rate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're really spending sixty eight to eighty eight dollars to have no, a custom a custom box when your product costs thirty dollars. Yes. Like that doesn't make any sense, guys. And so, like, of course, and that's the other thing about talking about, like, you know, being like quote unquote legit or looking a certain way. It's like you don't need you don't need to be that at first. Like, let your product speak for speak for itself. Let your product be so good that people don't give a shit how it like what it, what box it's in when it fucking right. arrives. Like, they don't care that it's a USPS box because they love what's inside of the box. Now I know like, people who bo- who buy our bars when they when they know they ordered and they see a USPS box on their porch, they're like, small seeds here. Yeah. They already know. Because like, who really people uses really, this? Yeah, Not exactly. too many people. No, yeah. So, but anyway, just funny. No, it is funny. So it's like, but but if you let your product speak for itself, people, people don't buy your product because it, it looks the most legit. Or right. it... They might buy it one time. Yeah, maybe. Right. 
but, but that's not why the curve. Ex- like, that's not why the keep coming back. back. Exactly. Yeah. So just understanding that you don't need to spend the most amount of money at first. Like, do your research. Figure out what works. For us, it was USPS. The two-day priority was perfect. Shane already knew how to ship cold stuff, which was perfect for us. Figured all that out. And then, so we were shipping at the time. So when we made the decision, so going to go forward again. So we made the decision we were going to move to North Carolina. It was just better finance. It was a better financial decision. Better as far as like business and business laws and regulations and different things like that went. And we figured we'd be able to... um, be more flexible with like having a child on the East coast, even though we weren't in the same state as our family. We figured like if we ever needed our family to come down, it'd be much easier for them to take either a two hour flight or 11 hour drive than to go all the way to California. Like California is a two and a half day drive (laughs) or a seven hour drive. And not only that, it costs $200 to fly to North Carolina. It costs $700 to fly to California. Most of our family lives in Massachusetts. Yeah. so. So, So that so we decided to make we made the decision to move. We basically stopped all the farmers markets. We essentially made the decision then moved like two months later. So we stopped yeah. all the farmers markets. We closed them out. We told people we were leaving. We told them if they still want to order, they could order online. Which thankfully, like we had a lot of really yeah. good customers yeah. at at the farmers markets who continued to order our bars online when we left. Um, and still today, that one, Shannon, yeah. that yeah. one person, Shannon Peters. There could be others too, that's but that's like the one that like. Oh, she's our I, first. When I see her, she's ahead. one of our. So this was at one of our very first farmers markets. Maybe the first. I'm not sure. It might have actually been our first farmers markets, and she was one of our first customers <laughs> at our first farmers market. I will literally never forget her face, her name, or like I'll never forget her. Like she is permanently like, and she does. She's still or like. She has supported us the most <laughs> through every <laughs> single thing that we've ever been through, and like fought our whole journey, I feel like. That's funny. But yes. So anyways, um, yes. So we moved. When we moved, we were like, okay. When we actually moved, we first moved in with my cousin. We were trying to find a kitchen that we could work out of. Like we were trying to find a bakery or some type of place that we could use their kitchen at night to produce our bars out of their kitchen. So that, because it was still our goal when we first like landed in North Carolina to be like, let's continue to grow out wholesale. Let's do it the same way we're doing it in California. We'll look locally. What type of places are local? Gyms, coffee bar or coffee shops, juice bars, studios, small grocery stores, whatever. We're not walking into Whole Foods. No, no. We, so we built out a list, same way I did in California. Made it really personal. Whatever, whatever. Did all that, and we started we started dropping off samples at these like literally driving around on like. Every day of the week. <laughs> yep. Making them at our house. Yes. We made them in, in the house we were staying at. And we would we take all these samples and we would drive. Like every day. I have so many miles on my car. Ridiculous miles on my car. But like we would just go. And I I think I said this. I referenced it in the last podcast. It was, it was around like 300, 300, 350 places where we dropped off four bars. Yes. Uh, at least four bars. But that was the package. A little, we put it. It was four bars and a sandwich bag. Yeah. <laughs> with our with our with our little flyer card stock and a business card in there, and we drop it off like, hey, these are our bars. Talk to the manager. Yeah, talk to the manager or the owner them, like, if it was like a small place. Yeah, yeah, tell them where we're from. I was all our mission, and we'd hand them a sandwich bag <laughs> of four bars. <laughs> but anyway, so it's so on brand. Though. It's so funny. It's great. It's it's, so it's good for our uh, 
All it's really it. on brand. Like giving them to them in a brown paper sandwich bag is like oh, a classic funny. small seed thing. <laughs> yeah. Like here you go. Uh. <laughs> Being eco friendly. Okay, so anyways, um we decided we decided we were moving to we decided So anyway, so when we first moved, we moved into a smaller city. Coming from San Diego, it was like really Okay, one second. It was really a shock. Um so we decided that really wasn't going to work. And when we originally visited North Carolina two years ago, we really loved Raleigh. So we found a place in Raleigh to move to. And then this was probably, f- this was five, four months. Four-ish months after being there. February, March, April, May. We moved in May. April. So it was like moved three. In April. No, we moved in May 7th. April. Anyways. It was literally May 7th. It was the day after my birthday. I remember. Because we, we were supposed to move in on my birthday. Okay. But anyway, not the sure. point. April. Um, and then we did... I don't know where you were going with the story, but we we did the same thing when we came here. That's what I was going to say. We went, we so went essentially to... essentially uh, we like had some locations up in... We had moved to Winston-Salem. So yeah, we four? Four or five. I think we had five. Yeah, like four or five locations yeah. up there from doing the drop-offs. We moved to Raleigh, and essentially once we decided we were moving to Raleigh, we kind of switched our focus and we're like, okay, let's now build out that list that I was talking about that had every single uh, coffee bar, juice shop, like all the contact information, information about the person who we were going to sell that, who we were going to go pitch them to about it. And then we, when we went down to Raleigh, we even came down to visit twice and brought samples I with remember. us and dropped off mm-hmm. when we were coming to look at apartments and dropped off samples at some of these places so we did that and then we at that time then we then filed for our business here didn't we no i filed it i filed for our that's a good question so we found we found a kitchen because like i said we were still trying to look when we were in winston-salem we were still trying to find we filed our llc in april okay so we filed it still where we were but uh but anyway we filed it in uh, wherever it's called. Winston. Yeah, on yeah. A- April eleventh. Okay, so we yeah, so we we I don't know how Shane found. Oh, we were trying out gyms. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were trying. This out guy gyms. told me about yes, it. Yes, a taco truck. There was truck a food guy. truck there. Yeah, a taco I was, truck. I kept guy. racking my brain. I'm like, how did we find this beautiful gym? So literally, we were trying out gyms when we first moved to Raleigh because we couldn't find a gym that we liked. We went to a random one. We were doing a one day, like whatever, free Fast. thing. Yeah. We ended up getting and talking to the to the guy at the front desk about, oh, what are you guys doing here? Are you guys moving here? Blah blah. Told him about small seed. Told him about that we're looking for a kitchen. He was like, hey, I'm actually a food truck. I just moved into this brand new place. It's a whole new concept. They have it in where? Where is the first one? They have one in Durham. It's new in Raleigh. They're filling up fast, but, like, I can give you the guy's information if you want to go check it out. Told us, like, prices and stuff, too. And we're like, okay, cool. Shane connected with the guy, like, right. I feel like that day we, like, called yeah. him. We are like, hey, uh, we're interested in coming to look, like, at this place. And we went there within, like, the week. I feel like this all happened very fast. Like, we went so there within fast. the week. And he was like, I have... We basically saw the place. We're like, okay, cool, sweet, beautiful. This is exactly what we need. He was like, I'm going to show you one room. I have one private room left that would actually work. I've been waiting for to find a business model that will work for because it won't work for cooked 
foods, it's, right? Can, yeah, it can only be FDA. It's not Department of Health. Okay, so... So CPGs only. If you're prepping, like, meat and shit like that, like, right, you couldn't you have be been in there. You could be there if you were, like, a baker. Yes. Um, but anyway. So he was like, I've been waiting to find a, a business that will work for you. Your business model would work in there. Do you want to check out the room? We literally looked at the room that day. Shane put, he was like, what is the deposit down for the room? We put the yep. deposit down that day yep. to get the room. Use the personal check from our checking account. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Did it. Got the room that day. So, and that was probably like less than a month of us living in, that was less than a month of us living in Raleigh. I mean, I signed, I signed my, yeah. Cause I have because to resign our lease in May 1st mm-hmm. every year. So, so it happened to happen in May. Yeah. <laughs> and. So we did that. We had the, so once we had the official kitchen, we could then go pitch to these other places, which were like smaller grocery stores and stuff yeah. like that. Because obviously we couldn't be making them out of our house, trying to pitch to a grocery store. They're gonna be like, "Where are you producing?" So them? Like, also, uh, these other places asked if we were making them in a legit kitchen, and we said yes. That we is, just did because yeah. like, and that's like, we knew we're like, we're edu- educated. I've been a food manager for years. That was my, that was my job. I sold to 15,000 people across the country. No one ever got sick. Like we know what we're doing. So when they'd ask him like, oh, are you making these in like a legit kitchen? I, and I'd say, yes, we would. Like I would just like wherever we were. Cause my kitchen is a legit kitchen. What kind of question is that? <laughs> this is my kitchen. You know? But anyway. And we would ask that, but when when we found out when we go to bigger retail stores, they they, they right they need to see the FDA certification of your facility, yes. and then you need a very specific type of insurance to sell there that we did not need at farmers markets, and we did not need at selling coffee at local shops. coffee shops. Exactly. Right. So, so it's another step. Yes. So that's that's more information that we ended up finding out. And so, and that's literally just trying to get into like co-ops and different things like that. Like these are small grocery stores, but more legit than, or just need more information than a coffee shop. Exactly. Yeah. And so we got into, we started getting into like coffee shops, juice bars, fitness facilities here, doing a very similar thing that we did in California where like these, some of these places were like, we can't how's your product, but you can come in and demo and like our customers can try your product. And if they like them, they can buy them that day and then order through you if that works. Right. So did that. We, we got like a bunch of locations and then I, I had Opal and basically took a <laughs> year leave. No, I'm just kidding. Took a couple months where Shane just like took over and did everything. At that time we started really focusing on getting into the vegan community in Raleigh. Raleigh yeah. North Carolina. Which is yeah. where we met. Helene, which is like who does a lot of the vegan events here in, in I would say the Triangle area. Yeah, and she connected us to a couple other people, and we started doing like the events, and then meeting people in the vegan community here. And then, do you want to take on this part? What else did we do? I don't remember. Well, anyway, <laughs> but so back to the technical steps of like so we filed the LLC when you came here. And then we kept building to see if this could, like, I think the, the big takeaways here is, like, we kept building to see if we, we could even thrive here. You know, even if you have a great, if you're run by phenomenal people, you have a great product, where you are matters. You know, I would not have a vegan protein bar in Kansas. Like, you know. <laughs> I like, just don't know. Yeah. Because I don't think I'd thrive. Like, there might be 12 people that would buy me, but that 12 people is not enough to make a real company. Um, and during that entire process, because it was 
it was basically just trying to market. We're not we're not busy making mass amounts of orders. I like we kept upgrading to meet our new business model, which is important. So like we're we're kind constantly just buying products. Like all the pack, all the pouches, all the packages. Yes, yeah. So dur- during that time, yes, we were updating our look. We getting different labels, getting different logo. Yes, exactly. When we re LLC'd, we switched from from a small seed to small seed because of the feedback of other people saying, "Wow, from a small seed is a really long name." So we just we shortened it to small seed, which is also really important. Which yes, we that yeah we also update uh, while we were doing that we're like okay. This branding is from farmers markets. It's no longer going to work in retail. It's not going to be as useful to us in retail. So we we're like, let's look at how we can make these more retail friendly, more friendly t- to someone seeing them, like more curb appeal, basically, to someone right. just walking by and seeing them versus like them talking to me at a farmer's market and trying them. They're not going to be sampling them every time, whatever. So we completely changed everything about that, got new labels, got official um, health information done. Right. Yep. Like, because before we just plugged it into my fitness pal. So to do the nutrition information in San Diego, which I told you, like I rushed, did it in like a week or whatever to get it into our first wholesale account. We did, we typed in our recipe into my fitness pal and my fitness pal told us like whatever, 200 calories, 15 grams of yeah, protein, yeah. whatever it was like, so we just took that as the official, like that's what we made our official nutrition information as. When we moved to North Carolina and we were like, now we're going to go into retail, we sent out our product to get like a fish. Yeah, well, that was a part of the insurance. So to, oh, to get insurance to be in these co-ops, the real retail grocers, we needed, so we needed the insurance, but to get the insurance, we needed to get food testing done. Yes. Um, so that was demand that they needed, and that's that is the real reason why we sent it out. Yes. Um, so we did that. Sorry, go ahead to what we're saying to the other. I was just talking about like the during that whole process, we were like constantly evolving to meet our new market. That was all I was kind of like talking about. Yes, we changed our boxing also so that they would be better for like drop offs, and they could have a, a tear on them. That's when we had our our white with the. Oh yeah, I don't remember when we did that, but I do remember that. Yeah, like so. Yeah, Um, so these. So from this point on, even though it was three years ago, no, two and a half years ago, uh, it'll be three years this summer since we've been like in Raleigh. So basically, like once we hit like so when we were in Winston, we did the LLC. um, We played with packaging. We got like we basically got the prototype to how they are now. Um, and now, now they're 10,000 times better. We've but, just kept like updating them, making them better. So that's when we started back. sealing them. Yes. Like get, finding like pouches you could stand up and then like sealing them. Um, so we could, so we could put them in store so we yes. could ship them and not bleed out. Yes. Um, and then once we came to, once we got here, basically in Raleigh is when we were like, okay, hit the gas again. The other, like the rest of it was kind of like, uh data collection more or less yes like still like yeah data collection in all aspects for the pro for the product and the market mm-hmm. um then we got here and it was it was more fast-tracked opal was born in july uh and we were really but at that point we were busy like we were already because like one it was just me making them in the kitchen by myself and our process was just so more time consuming back then so but anyway and then we, what we needed, we just learned as we grow. Like, if anything is a good takeaway, is that 
<laughs> what you need to know, you will end up learning. Yes. Um, so I think you need trial and error. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So the first, the very first step in starting a business is knowing business, which is really important. Building all the, then basically all of our success came through the relationships we built. Mm -hmm. And then what was the last thing I just said? And then learning through. Yeah. And then, and then learning as you grow, I think is really important. You don't need to know everything. So that was technical steps. Um, also, the kitchen needed insurance, which we already had, yes. I think. Or and there we are needed we needed things. the kitchen to get insurance. Yes, that's one of the things we were waiting on. Yes. Oh man. And we also and through all of that, you know, depending like each step, each tier of business, and each person that you're doing business with, the bigger. So like right now, we're at an official. We're at a stage where we can do business with these smaller cops. We're not at a stage where we can do business with whole, with whole foods. Correct. Because we need a whole other step right. of information of legal, like legal things that we need in place, of certifications, of different things that we need to then work and with. And volume. Yeah. To then work with that type of company. So right. through everything, like you're, it's kind of like a stepping stone of like, okay, this is what I can do now. Let me like, let me grow this specific area as much as I can and then go to the next step because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're trying to be in Whole Foods, but you're actually not ready to be in Whole Foods, but you (laughs) want to be in there because you think that like, that's the, that's like, imagine if, imagine if you're in high school and you're only going to NBA tryouts, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you know, like you have to play, like you have to play college first. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the, well, actually you have to play in high school first. Before and then you have to go to college to play, and, play. Exactly. and then from college they come to you, and that's very important. Exactly. And you're like they request you to come to the tryout, and that's when you go. Exactly. You know that may be a strange correlation, but it's the same thing. You can't have a product that's farmers market worthy that your that your only focal point is to get into Whole Foods. Exactly. Because you're you're end up, you're going to end up imploding because you need all those other steps. One to keep you in business, like you need if the business doesn't generate some type of revenue and i'm not just talking about money it could be like because a lot of times you spend a lot of money to collect data Mm -hmm. that's also a type of revenue i think um yeah you need to know your market you need to know like what are the right you can't just be like i'm gonna go straight into whole foods exactly because you're never gonna make any progress and you only get one chance in those places (laughs) you have to sell if you're not selling you're pulled and you're done they let they let you in they first of all they only do categories reviews once a year for a product and then if you make a bad impression on the first year, you're probably going to get bypassed for like four or five years before new people take those people's spots. Exactly. You know, and that's something like, let's say you have one shot every five years. That's, that's, uh, better, that's important. You, you better be ready more yeah. or less. You just, you yeah, better you be ready. You have to be ready and know your shit and fucking know that your product's going to sell. Otherwise, don't do it. It's a waste of time, waste of energy. And like you're saying, your business isn't ready to be there. Yeah, so we talked about like we talked about the legalish things we needed to get to where we were, and then basically once you get to that point, it's just make yourself better and better and better. Know your trajectory, like know where you want to go and what you're aiming for, and continue to upgrade your process and your product and your pitch through like these your smaller platform. your platform. Yeah, yeah, and then and you literally have to do that by using like smaller stars, like. Going, we, we started at a gym. Then we like going to coffee shops. Then we hit uh, 
Harmony, which yeah. is one, is a standalone natural grocer. And then we went to Weaver, which has four locations. You know, and from there you, you then you could find a place that maybe a store chain that has twenty locations. Exactly. And then you can get to a place where you're like, okay, Wegmans has a hundred locations up and down the East Coast, but I land half of them, that's fifty. Like you have to do the incremental steps. Otherwise when you get to the when you Oh, we'll use, we'll use weightlifting, for example. If you've only ever squatted 135 and you step under a 405 bar, you're, you're going to get squished. <laughs> like, you're just going to get squished. And that's and that's what's going to happen. You're going to get to there. You may make it happen, but you're going to bleed so much that your company could never come back from. Yes. So. I think that, yeah, the major takeaway is just, like, get and also during this entire time, be collecting information from your community. Be constantly asking your community and like, what is there anything that you can that can be better? Is your website easy to understand and navigate? Like things that like you may not work with every day because you're not ordering your product online. Right. But asking people questions like that, okay, maybe it's not easy. Maybe they say like something that we did that some that a couple people suggested was like when I go to your website, I wish that there was just a place where I could click order bars. Like I wish it was right there in super simple order bars rather than like me looking at the top and being like, okay. Because before I think used to say like our garden, where we're right, planted. Right, right. It's a little bit more confusing. So confused. It's a little bit more confusing. So we put a but like we put shop bars. Yeah, we put shop bars right at the top. Yeah. People click that one. And we don't have our garden anymore. We changed we changed the wording yeah. we, to what at, people could understand. Because we got so many people telling us who use like it made sense to us because we built it out and it was our business and we were like of course like our garden means it's a witty way to say like my products or whatever. But people were like I don't fucking know. I don't <laughs> see that. What is a garden? I literally have no idea. Or like what is where your planted mean? They're like right. grow your mind. Like they didn't know what these things were. So we literally put them in layman terms. Products, blog, where you can find us, about us. Like right. and because that's what people needed. So you need to be constantly asking your community of like how can you be better and, and actually listen to them and update it and not just be egotistical about but this works and this is how I like it and this you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. I think sometimes Again, they get so bogged down where they get hurt thinking people don't like when someone's trying to give them genuine feedback, like, right. hey, love your product but XYZ, they get hurt and say, like, Oh well fuck that person. I don't need them as a customer yeah. anyways. And it's like, no, that person has has a relevant opinion, like their opinion matters, even if it's just one person's opinion, because now you can bless other people if they also have that opinion. They probably fucking do. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. And don't get so bogged down by all the legal stuff, too. Like you were saying, we didn't need to get a, an you can, LLC at the you very can beginning. Unless, unless what you're selling through asks for something specifically... Or unless you're pulling in $10 million or more. Like, that's legitimately... That's guys, that's different. the number. Yeah. If if you're doing under $10 million as a company, no one gives a fuck about you. Like, it's just absolutely true. Taxes don't care about yeah, you. No, the, uh, what's it called? The IRS does not care yeah, about you. Yeah, the IRS under. doesn't care. Yeah. But also, like, the, like, the FDA doesn't care. Yeah. You're not a big enough fish on their radar. Exactly. Like, you can legitimately operate in this gray area while you're figuring it out for so long. However, I will say if you operate in that gray area too long, when you hit that $10 million point, if you're not already ready to get into the white and black area, <laughs> you're going to be screwed because you're never going to have an end game. Like yes. one, you're going to be on everyone's radar. And if you're doing things that are not by the book, you're going to get you're gonna get shut down. Yes. 
But also, if you ever plan on selling your business, no one's going to buy it if it's always in, in the gray. Yes. It has to be legitimized. It needs to be, yeah, the books, everything, like, needs to be by the books. Everything, yeah. Especially the process. Yes. So, but anyway, uh, I think that was a pretty good Hopefully, synopsis. yeah, hopefully that's... I mean, we kind of told the story and told the... Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. But as like, well as... The leg- I, think, I think people overthink the legal steps so much. And that's why we had to tell so much of the story. Because the legal steps are super simple. Like, just Google, how do I start a business? Literally, <laughs> if you... Like, especially... So, North Carolina is super business friendly. They love businesses. They, they want to help startups. They actually have programs to help startups. Like, if you go to, like... Uh, NC dot NC Department of Revenue, like ncdor.com, they'll be like, they actually have a button that's like, hey, how do I start a startup? They legitimately, they want to bring businesses here. Yes. Um, And a lot of states are like that. Right. I'm just saying in North Carolina because it's easy. But I'm saying like, doesn't matter where you are, I guarantee that a lot of states because that's how I they mean, make go money. Look, go look it up. Because right. there are definitely more business-friendly states than other states. Like we said, California was not the best state, even though a bunch of businesses start there. It's it's a great place because of the community there. Not a great place to actually make money. Yeah, great place for <laughs> so, community and exposure. Yes. Not a good place to actually pay taxes or pay employees. Yes. But to um, grow a business. To grow a company, right? Um. So I'm like, you could. That's so easy to look up. You can look up like, oh. They're gonna well. They're gonna tell you everything that makes them money. So they're gonna be like, file an LLC, get insurance, um, whatever, pay quarterly taxes. They're gonna tell you all this dumb shit, which is it's not dumb. It's relevant, but you don't need to do that at first. So the very simple steps first, in my opinion, know how to know know what you're offering, know what you're gonna do, what you're gonna make, or what you're gonna sell. Then go get experience enough in the three pillars that you could do it by yourself. And then what was the next step? Build build a Rolodex of relationships. Genuinely. Not you're not building relationships to use them. You're building relationships for the mutual ben- for it to be mutually beneficial for you and that person. Correct. And that like that should always like because if you're fake, they're gonna everyone's gonna see it and no one's gonna help you. And then continue to grow and literally adapt as you grow. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to get in farmer's markets. And then you're like, they're like, yeah, this is how you apply. And then you realize, oh, I need insurance to apply. Go get insurance. You can get insurance in two days. It's really fast. And you don't even need an EIN to do it. You know, the same thing when, when you go to sell with a wholesaler, they're going to want they're going to want your wholesale information so they don't have to pay taxes on the product that they buy from you. That's really easy. It's just a form. And again, you can still use a social security number. However... I would argue you should probably have an LLC by the time you go to a to a store that wants that. You should go to each yes, yes, EIN. Yes, yes. Sure. But even EINs, you could file in two weeks. So if I filed for an LLC in North Carolina in less than ten days, maybe prior to COVID, in less than ten days, I would get a letter. First of all, you'd get an email, but you'd get a letter in the mail with an actual certificate mm-hmm. of your of your new EIN and uh, SID number, SIS not whatever. But anyway, um, and then just keep, and literally keep growing. Like, and then like at that point, once you have an EIN, you have insurance, you have a product, you have a facility that you can legally make it out of for food specifically. 
everything else, everything after that is just scale. Like everything else is the same yeah. thing that you're doing, just on bigger portions. Exactly. Get get ready to evolve. Make your product, your process better. Make like your marketing, your your content. Like I said, your platform. You can even update. At that point, guess what? You can switch from your Wix email to maybe now you can update to a Squarespace email. Like, yeah, you like can go you Squarespace. Can, you can, yeah. After that, you go Shopify. Exactly. You know? So. You don't need to go Shopify from the very beginning. You don't need to get into Whole Foods from the very beginning. There's people who have literally, like, I would never do this and I don't re- recommend this. There's there's people who now, Facebook and Instagram, have shops. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to have a website. If you have a product and you want to sell it and you want to, and like, it's literally just like a side project right now and a passion project you want to see if it has any traction, build a free shop on Facebook or Instagram. They don't charge you anything. They probably just take a, a point of your some of the money from your conversions, no, and that they don't. I mean, they must like a, they must like house a credit card processor or something. How else would they make any money? Oh, credit card processor, yeah. Well, that's, that's, right. that's part of your conversions, is oh, what I mean. Okay. So I'm okay. like, sorry, sorry. you have to use Facebook credit card processor, is what I'm assuming. Okay. I don't know because why else? How would they do that and make money? Money. Money, money. Any money. Anyway, but like you can do stuff like that. You know, if, if you're at the stage where you just don't know or you're not sure. There's tons of resources that are low that you can just try. Anything else you want to add to this? Okay. You look like you're falling asleep over No, I'm not. I was, I was just <laughs> looking at you like blinking slowly. My eyes are really dry. Uh, but no, I feel like that's a pretty good cover. Like we said at the beginning, if there's any questions, specific questions that you have that you want us to cover while we're, while we're on this topic of like business. Or just anytime ever. Yeah, anytime ever, but specifically if you have if you want us to cover different things about business. We don't care, we're here to put you in the fence.